Swimcast is recorded live in front of a feline audience. And I'm Andrew. And this is a special remote edition of Swimcast. Yes, we're coming at you from different locations this time. We are currently amidst our self-isolation because of a global, worldwide uh, health emergency (laughs) pandemic (laughs) situation. But we still have the internet, so here we are. So yes, we're trying to do this remote recording and seeing how this works. Hopefully it does work. Uh, yeah, I've been forced to learn how this audio stuff works since you were very opposed to doing some sort of Zoom or Skype thing. Which death is, to so, Zoom! Death to Zoom! I know, it, it, that would make it fully a fully dystopian podcast record. I think so. I've I've heard other podcasts that have relied on Zoom, and oh, they just get on my nerves. Uh, can't listen yeah. to them. Yeah, but anyway, so hopefully this tech sitch doesn't ruin the uh, the overall vibes. But yeah, as 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 a, are we just going to jump straight into uh, the movie? I guess so, because as we were talking before the show. Uh, we didn't want to get all depressing, uh, depressed about uh, yeah, so, hey, <laughs> the current new? sitch. Yeah, what's new with you? Oh, nothing. Haven't left my house in two months. Fine. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Actually, I don't think exactly. we, we haven't even recorded since I went on vacation, but me going on vacation tends to cause these things. Because the last time I was at, <laughs> one of the last times I was in Mexico was also uh H1N1 pandemic, so me traveling seems to uh, spur these things on. So, yeah, basically, I got back, and that's when everything went crazy, and it was very stressful and scary for a long time, and now it's just waiting and being patient and doing our part and all that stuff. Right. And I know I've seen lots of memes online of how this spring has had about uh, 14 months in it. Yeah, it's March 86. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But it really has been a hell of a long time since we recorded. I think it's been two and a half months uh, since we actually last got together. Yes, just before you left. Uh, we we got together and recorded, and the world was somewhat normal at that point. Yeah. And uh, you went away, and you brought on the apocalypse, Jessica. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, okay. So here's here's my track record. So like I think it was probably yeah 2009. I went on vacation with my mom to Mexico, and while we were there, the H1N1 pandemic broke out, which was uh, like sort of hot spotted or uh, what 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 is it called? You know, an earthquake. The middle of it, epicenter. Oh, yeah, epicenter! Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the epicenter of it was Mexico City. So, wow. <laughs> uh, but by then, like it was fine. Like it hadn't even made it to where we were. But anyway, that happened. So we had to, you know, like go through the whole thing at the airport with temperature sensors and all that. Oh. Another trip wow. we went on to the United States a couple of years ago. I went to the East Coast of the United States and traveled from Boston down to Virginia. Uh, while I was on my way there, the United States government shut down. 
<laughs> oh, in, that's yeah. right. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the United States government shut down, as did all uh, federally run uh, tourist attractions. So, like, basically everything in Washington, D.C., all the monuments of the Smithsonian, everything was closed in Philadelphia, the Liberty Hall, the Liberty Bell, everything was closed <laughs> while I was there. <laughs> and then while I was on my flight home, it reopened. Like, it was wow. literally closed for the 12 days that I was there. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> I can never go on vacation again. I, when I went to the U.K. last summer, I was like, the Queen's going to die while I'm here. And it's going to be, <laughs> and it's going to be my fault. So, I just yeah. realized, I just realized something. You are the scientist in 12 Monkeys on the plane with a thermos full of viruses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have never seen 12 Monkeys. Is this scary? Oh, okay. Scary? It's not, uh, it's not scary. Oh, no, scary. I that was seven. I was like, it's one of those oh, God. from the 90s yeah. with Brad Pitt where he was really hot, but it was like scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seven was scary. Well... Yeah, scary. It wasn't like a a horror horror film, but horrible things happened in it. Yes. Oh, okay. Was it more uh, of a thriller? Yeah, Seven was more of a, a thriller, and same with uh, Twelve Monkeys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of time it. time travel and international, uh, worldwide pandemics. And, oh goody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to watch anything like that right now. So, what, what we need right now, Andrew, are, are comforting movies, which is why I finally won the battle, and today we're going to watch <laughs> She's All That, because... I I was trying to thwart that, too. <laughs> you were, and I was like, no, 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 we, I, I need this in my life, I need some, some She's All That in my life, so... Uh, okay, fine, I will... <laughs> you'll allow finally it. Finally see that I will find... Yes, Jessica, I'll allow it. You'll actually you'll allow our podcast to get back to its original theme and not watch like <laughs> late twenty ten Miley Cyrus movies instead. Oh right, yeah, the theme of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, finally. What is hey, why don't why don't you remind us what the theme of oh, what yeah. the original intent of this podcast was? Because we, we have deviated. Oh, that's true. We've deviated due to lack of source material. So the premise is that I make you watch movies that I liked when I was a teenager in the late 90s. And you were an adult man living in another country and you were not the target audience. But I'm making you suffer <laughs> through them now. And we try and see if they, they hold up still. Last night, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably spoil a future episode. But last night, I watched uh, Bend It Like Beckham. Oh my God, it's such it, it oh so treasured to me. <laughs> but that's but, also pushing the boundaries again. What? No, not at all. It's like is it that old? In 2000, it came out early 2002. So I would okay. have been, okay. been 19. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was uh, more recent. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what shocked me. I'm like, holy shit, this movie's almost 20 years old. <laughs> but yeah, like, like I was watching it, I was like, oh, man, this movie does not hold up as a work of cinema. It holds up in terms of, like, the heart and the feeling and the loveliness, but, like, oh, yeah, I'm like, oh, this is not very well written. <laughs> not very well edited. Right. But it's, it's still a joy. So, yeah, like... And and yeah, we've tried not to ruin your childhood, but uh, 
most things are not holding up and <laughs> we are ruining your childhood. Uh, yes and no. Because <laughs> yeah, we're finding the flaws and I'm like, whatever, don't care, still like it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like she's all that. Like I've seen, like I've seen this movie. Oh my god, I could probably recite it. Like while we watch it, challenge me, I can recite it. <laughs> but um, I haven't seen it in a good while. And also, like when we started this podcast, it wasn't available anywhere. So finally, right. they, they put it on Amazon. But now that we are re recording remotely, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not there to to cast it onto your television. So. Right. My already uh, borrowed Amazon account, <laughs> I'm using. <laughs> and then I had, in my personal collection, a DVD rip from the early aughts. So <laughs> I managed to get you that file, so you're going to watch. It might have, like, weird watermarks in the middle of it somewhere, or, like, who knows. <laughs> Hopefully it's the whole thing. We'll find I hope out. so, too. <laughs> it does say 90 minutes, so uh, okay. I, I, think, I think we're safe. Okay, good. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. I don't even know if there are swears that are bleepable, but hopefully like, you won't have, like, bleeped out swears or anything. But oh, that would be weird. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a, it's a solid PG but, or PG-13 at most. Right, but if it's a DVD rip, it, oh, it won't right, be, of course, it won't of course, be, course. yeah, it's, this is not a TV <laughs> Oh, <laughs> right, of a TV. yeah, it's not like I recorded it off the TV with a VCR. Yeah. <laughs> Miss those days. Have you ever done that? Like, God, I don't have a VCR, but like at my parents when they still had a VCR, finding mm -hmm. things, movies that I'd recorded off the TV, you know, from childhood, and then you watch the old commercials. Like my grandma. Oh. My grandma used to record things for my brother and I, and I remember there was um, which movie was it? Doesn't matter. But various like children's movies that she would report off CBC and save for my brother and I. And then like the commercials, it was like 1986, it was like Billy Crystal doing Pepsi commercials and stuff. And like right. the Where's the Beef? And like I've fallen <laughs> and I can't get up. Like, oh man. Yeah. It, that, oh. It's more of a time machine than the movie itself because movies largely are made to last. Or if they're lucky, they're made to last. But TV <laughs> commercials, commercials are not. Yeah, yeah sure exactly. aren't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, that reminds me of uh, when I was living in Japan. That was certainly uh, VHS days. And I would go out of my way uh, to record Japanese TV commercials. Uh, like I would actually have, you know, forget the TV show. I'd pause during the TV show and just record during the commercials because Japanese commercials were so weird. Plus, every big name actor and actress in Hollywood would go over to Japan at the time and record these crazy Japanese commercials and get paid a ton of money to do it uh, because they knew that they would only be shown in Japan and this was before the internet. And so, you know, they, they, they didn't worry about the fact that these would come back to haunt them. <laughs> Cause I, I've seen, I've seen tons replayed now uh, on Instagram yeah, uh, sure. and, it, and it's so great. And I remember seeing uh, these commercials in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was totally gonna be my question. Like, cause I know, yeah, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like Oh, he did. He did tons. They still do though. Like when I was in China, like a couple years ago, like 
the ads for stuff with like big A-list movie stars just doing ads galore for, I mean, not like, it wasn't like Ichiban lipstick for men, but it yeah. was like, you know. But like, it would be Ichiban noodles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but it was like, it was for like more luxury-ish things like watches or handbags or things like that, but like not, like it was actors that wouldn't do ads you know, in North Exactly. Korea, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. See, back in those days in China, there there weren't ads. Uh, right. That was definitely communist times. I was going to there, there would have been ads of, like, the communist parties. <laughs> well, yeah, it was more like the news report followed by the tractor report. Right, uh, exactly. <laughs> followed by some it's, sort it's, of so changed yeah, yeah china has so changed i did watch i think i probably t- talked about this podcast before but there it was like some show called the Qing dynasty and it was like kind of like a game of thrones scale thing it was so epic it was full oh, of costumes yes. and battles but like the production value was simultaneously really low and really high anything that was done on a set or in a scene with dialogue was, it looked like you were watching a school play that they just filmed but then when they had like a battle scene, they didn't CGI. They actually had like eight oh, yeah. people on horses. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, but it was awesome. Oh, exactly. I got, I yeah, really, there I got is. I really into it, even though it was like the subtitles were also Chinese. So it was like there were some Chinese and had Chinese subtitles. But I was like, this is great. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the quality of shows in China is so much better. There was this one series that I was watching, but I've kind of trailed off. It's called Ice Fantasy, and oh, it's yeah. kind of you tried to I think I've, I've mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. I probably talked about it before, but yeah, I, yeah I said, it, it's I, on Netflix. Story, I just told guaranteed. Now that I'm thinking of it, guaranteed, I've told it before. Well, like I said, we don't have any new stories because <laughs> we're we're in the Pan D. <laughs> Nothing's really how. Yeah, the Pan D. Right. The <laughs> We've got North Track, what do we do? We've got North Track, oh no! We've got North Track, let's reel it in, gotta get back on track to tweet. Let's get right back to the show! So, I lost my train of thought. Oh, that's better. <laughs> okay. Time well, <laughs> well, maybe we should pivot to movie now. Sure, let's do it. Okay. okay. So, what is what? Oh, I can't pretend that I don't know what the movie is. We've already said the name. Yeah, uh, and, and we had to coordinate <laughs> ahead of time again. <laughs> that's right. But in true tradition of our podcast, I have done zero research about this movie. Okay. I know nothing. I don't know who's in it. Um, I don't even know what year it came out or anything. I just, I'm coming into this blind. I have never seen this movie before. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was one movie where I thought I hadn't seen it. The one with Kirsten Dunst. Oh, uh, Bring It On. Yeah. Bring It On. I thought I hadn't seen that. I actually did see it, but I only remembered bits and pieces of it. But this one, I'm pretty sure I would not have seen again. I was not the target audience. So yeah, this sure. is fresh. Fresh for me. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and prevent myself from giving a full synopsis because, as I said, I probably have this whole thing memorized. <laughs> but it, it is it's from 1999. It's a classic 
nerdy girl becomes hot girl story. Like, I mean, it is loosely based on, like, Pygmalion, apparently, but... Yeah, it's like the whole trope of, like, oh, the nerdy girl takes off her glasses and then she's hot. That's kind of the point <laughs> of the movie. Um, but yeah, right. I'm not gonna, like I said, I could I could probably spend 90 minutes explaining, like, scene for scene what happens in this movie, but I will, I will obviously not do that. Let's just watch the movie. Okay, so let's get to it. All right, sounds good. And we're back from the movie. <laughs> After Clueless and now this movie, I think we've established now that if you watch a movie that I actually enjoy, I don't take any notes. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> well, I, t- I took quite a few notes because there was lots to uh, lots to write down. Um, I'm blanking though on <laughs> we've we've watched another teen movie where there was a bet. What was that? Was that the 10 things was that the first one we watched with heath ledger yeah, uh yeah but that wasn't a bet he was just paying him right oh, oh okay 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 but uh, yeah but, similar. but there was a transaction that that soured it for the the female character in in that movie. yes in both yeah. instances the woman was being treated as someone else's property that's correct Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First troubling point of a '90s movie. <laughs> but you have to just ignore that right off the bat because that's a given. I would say so. Okay. Um, hmm. Let's let's start with the music because this actually had far more music than other movies we've seen. It didn't have the uh, oh, what do we call it? Like the um, studio singers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like the, or like the, the stock photo music or whatever. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't have that. It had, Well, I, I'm sure it did. One of the things right off the bat that caught my eye was that music by Stuart Copeland, who I, I believe he's the drummer uh, from The Police. And there were certainly um, some of the incidental music that I'm going, go, wow, yeah, that really does have kind of a the, the drumming style of The Police. And because I think I pointed that out to you in oh in the soccer game. Yeah, the soccer game. You're like, oh, this sounds like the police. And even when you said Stuart Copeland, like I was totally mixing it up with um, what's that local guy Copeland? He's an artist. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Douglas Copeland, the, okay. the the writer and artist. <laughs> yes, yeah, like obviously I'm familiar with the police, but yeah. <laughs> and when I looked at the credits too. Obviously, they had to pay Stuart Copeland a lot of money because, you know, he features prominently in the opening credits. But when I I was watching the final credits, it's really, it seems like, yeah, he did the drumming on various things, but other people were mixing the songs and writing the songs and... (laughs) Yeah, but those were the the actual featured songs, right? No, 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 even, no, just the section that related to Stuart Copeland was... It wasn't like he was the the genius behind the music. He was there playing drums, almost like a session player. Uh, not like he was creating the soundtrack. 
Didn't he? Isn't that how he was credited? Usually when it's like... It, well, it's certainly... Like, Danny certainly, or whatever. Yeah, that, that's how it was kind of presented in, in the opening credits. But I'm mm-hmm. saying in when you looked at the, the credits at the end, it was like, he's not the composer, really. Yeah, but those were like the individual songs. Like that doesn't include all of the like the background music, the incidental music, like the stuff you're talking about, right? Hmm. Yeah, anyway. I, I. Yeah. But like, like none of that music matters because there's only two songs in this movie that matter. <laughs> <laughs> Fair <laughs> that enough. Make, that make this movie absolutely iconic. One of them being obviously "Kiss Me" by Sixpence None the Richer, and the other yes. being. The Rockefeller Skank by Fatboy Slim. Like, if you, and... you, you cannot hear <laughs> either of those songs and not picture this movie. They are, okay, well, linked for Sure, sure. And the what are the lyrics? It, it's uh, Funk Soul Brother? Yeah, right about now. Funk Soul okay. Brother. Check it out Here... now. Uh, my misheard lyrics for this song, I could have sworn that the lyrics were the the funk is so rubber. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you very well could be correct. I don't think that song's about the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently not. Uh, and Kiss Me, I'm well acquainted with that song because I I know it in three languages. Not that I could <laughs> sing it in three languages, but there's a Japanese version and there's even a Chinese version. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I, was, I have all of them. That song was everywhere. <laughs> That's true. Since circa 1999, yeah. And it I was... think Sixpence None the Richer, it was kind of a weird, it's their only hit. And yeah, they're like a sure. Chris, Christian rock group or something. Yeah. Or, or Christian right. pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I remember somebody pointing that out to me and said, yeah, there's some weird yeah, Christian totally... pop group. Mix that up in my brain with Love Fool by the Cardigans. Because <laughs> they were like of the same era. Like, I think both of like the lead singers, like, even like they were blonde girls, they looked about the same. Right. But, yeah, like, right. Different backgrounds, obviously. Because the Cardigans was some sort of like, weren't they um, Danish or Swedish or something? Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. Then, okay, there's those two songs, which are you say are the only two songs, but yes. for me, there was Rick James, Give It To Me Baby. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. of course. But of course, that is like a, a, a way back track, even in 1999, because oh, Rick James is really 70s and early 80s, but, uh, but yeah, Rick James. Yeah, the, the party scene. You got, yeah, you gotta have the song at the at the party. Nobody had an amp though. Did you notice? The, part, <laughs> the party was already in full swing when they got there, so that's didn't true. See somebody arrived with the amp. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody had the brie. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel with the brie. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> it's so classic. Oh, and uh, oh. One thing that surprised both of us is that in the music credits was a song called Be Free by the Black Eyed Peas. Yes, pre-Fergie Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, pre-Black Eyed Peas being uh, a household name. Yeah, for sure. But back when they were legitimate. (laughs) And they hadn't sold up. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to sidetrack now. So last summer when I was in London and I went to um, the British Summertime, like the concert, like in Hyde Park. Yes. Yes. One of the 
I would call them an opening act for Robbie Williams was the Black Eyed Peas, like without Fergie, obviously. And it oh, was wow. rough. Oh, they were having <laughs> like they were having so many technical difficulties, and I think like um, Will I Am was like, oh, I'm actually really sick right now. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> and so you're like, okay, what songs do they have that don't have Fergie in them? <laughs> I remember one or two of those, but then when it was a Fergie song, it was like they either I can't remember if they had just like a vocalist oh, or if they were right, even probably a yeah. track. I was just too busy like jostling to like keep my position <laughs> and get as close <laughs> to the front as I could that my tier ticket would allow. So oh. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Standing for like seven, eight hours. And then I made the mistake of like having two ciders and I was like, shit, I can't go to the bathroom because I'll lose my spot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, also in this movie, they're not in the soundtrack, but they are musicians. There was Little Kim and Usher. Oh, yeah. Usher was like the omniscient narrator figure of like the, the high school DJ because what school doesn't have a DJ doing their class announcements? <laughs> exactly. And he was like doing DJ sets at the high school. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> between between classes there he was doing sets and then uh oh at the prom too. But he was, he was also like gossiping. He's like, what's up, Hurricane? Word is that like our man Zach Tyler got dumped by his girl Taylor. <laughs> But he was still, he was super cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's Usher. <laughs> yeah, this would have been, like, yeah, early Usher fame, too. Right. And, like, and... post You Make Me Wanna, but, like, pre-My Confessions. <laughs> yeah. And Little Kim was hardly recognizable. Because uh, Well, because she was still a, a teen. What's that? She <laughs> said because her boobs were covered. Oh, um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> fair point. Little, fair point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I think of Lil Kim, I just think, oh, Lil Kim. Oh, my God. So yeah. Like, I'm so like, Lil Kim. I Lil think Kim, that yeah. purple dress she wore to like the Grammys or American Music Awards where like one boob was like fully out, but it had oh. sparkly purple, like, uh, pasty. pasty. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, oh, that's I bringing back memories. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I think of when I think of Lil' Kim. But in this, yeah, she was, she's tiny. She's like five yeah. feet tall. She's an inch. So as they had her just, you know, like in denim jackets and, well, you know, especially when you makeup and, yeah. Yeah, when you pair her up with Gabrielle Union, yeah. who's statuesque in comparison, yeah. Yeah, who's probably still only five foot six. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. And, there were a lot of things that made me laugh uh, because they were of the time. Oh, uh, so, of so, the time. so, so let's break it down for some millennials here. Okay, my, uh, my the only notes I took like <laughs> under under like everything that's very nineties in this movie were just a list of people's names that were in this mm. movie. I'm like yeah. Usher, Gabrielle Union, Bill Kim, Oscar winner Anna Paquin, right of True Blood fame, <laughs> and. Uh, 
Sarah Michelle Geller was in. Oh yeah, look at Samuel. Well, her Samuel. Not even I, a speaking role. She didn't even say one word. Yeah, I don't know if her and Freddie Prince Jr. were even married yet when this movie. Oh was wow, because yeah. they would have been in their twenties, right? Obviously, like they were teenagers right. when they made this. But they were definitely, like, if they weren't already yet married, they were already in item circa I Know What You Did Last Summer and, like, the Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> and they made a bunch oh, of movies Jesus. together. Yeah. <laughs> You're still married, wow. though. It's been, like, over 20 years now. So. Good, on, <laughs> good on them. Yeah. And Those then, crazy oh. kids who are in their mid-40s. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's something that was of a time, but it's still uh, of this time, too. Spring break in Florida. Oh, oh. I thought we weren't talking about that anymore, Andrew. (laughs) No, but in the movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. But you're like, oh, that's also this time where everybody went to Florida and then got coronavirus and spread it over the entire United States. (laughs) Yeah, good job. Good job, teens. But yeah, you know that she went away to on spring break. She hooks up. She gets a tattoo. Yeah, uh, yeah it was. She hooks up oh. with a guy from the real world. Oh <laughs> yes, <laughs> and Hudson. He's such a that guy of of those kind of movies. Yeah, I could. I can't think of what else he was in, but he was also he, in. I know what you did last summer. And oh, oh no, okay. no, he was in Scooby Doo for sure. He was Shaggy. For sure. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, just a heinous, heinous person <laughs> in, in this yeah. movie. Oh yeah, he was repulsive, but he was playing a character. Like, he, he's, his character didn't really, like, affect the movie. Uh, yeah, sort of, I guess it did, but it was more Taylor and her reaction to him that had impact Right. On right. Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm like, scoping his, uh, his credits now to see what else he was in. Well, he uh, is 50 years old. That makes me nice. feel very old. Hackers. <laughs> lots of Oh, he was Scream. in Hackers? He was in nice. Scream, of course. All the Scream oh. movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a, a real... from 1998. Yeah. A Curve. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, lo- oh, tons and tons and tons of voice acting. Hmm. He was in another. Him and Freddie Prince Jr. were like in everything together. There was a movie called Ring Commander that also came out in 1999. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, so the big deal was that he was on The Real World, which yeah. was an MTV. I didn't really know much about The Real World. Is that no. something you watched? No, not at all. No. Right? That it was a very MTV specific thing. It was like uh, well before MTV, we got MTV Canada, and we just had much music, and there was no mm. overlap between the two. So like whenever I like do a BuzzFeed quiz about only nineties kids will know this. Like there's always very specific things about the early early MTV or not even early like early, not eighties but eighties nineties MTV where I I kind of know the cultural reference but not from experience like I'm like I can tell you I know who Kurt Loader is but I couldn't tell you why <laughs> or <laughs> like right up until uh, Carson Bailey kind of thing but mm. downtown yeah. the ground but right okay yeah. yeah like I know some of the names but I. Uh those BuzzFeed 
quizzes like those are very America specific. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The they, they don't. Yeah, I was gonna say like they don't. <laughs> they don't cover things like like or anything that was on much music. Right. Exactly. Like if you went to someone my age who was American, I'm like, hey, do you know Rick the Temp? They'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ma- Rick the Temp. Master G? <laughs> yeah. Lee. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The it's Wedge. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? I'm like, oh, that's that was insider the Canadian shit. It's not for you to know. <laughs> Pants off, dance off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Electric circuits. So yeah, all of those oh, things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're for, for Canadian eyes only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was the one where they would tear apart a video? Oh, my God. The, I'm totally I'm blanking on it too. That was VH1 pop-up video. It was that's lame in comparison to. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm totally blanking because all the Canadian comedians are on it, like Deborah. Yeah, exactly. And Trevor Boris and like Trevor Boris. Yeah. I love Trevor Boris. And um, what's her name? Salita or something? Oh my, I'm blanking on everyone's name so badly. Video on trial. Video on trial. Video on trial. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best. That's better than. (laughs) That was better than anything that MTV had. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. And the sock. Yeah. It's like I'll take your triumph, the insult, comic dog, and raise you and the sock. And the sock is way better. <laughs> and he's back oh, on Twitter. <laughs> and the sock, when he, every year when he did his fromage of the worst oh, yes. of the year. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, suck at real world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all your 90s MTV content, it was inferior. Yeah, I guess that was like early, uh, what do you call that? Reality TV. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because uh, they're well, all the forced to live under the house. Exactly. Yeah. It was like the precursor for Big Brother. Oh, like, okay. And then if you want to like Survivor, like it was, it was way before all of those other things. Mm. Because I, I noticed uh, in the, the real world house, they had actual... Uh, arcade video games there. <laughs> but that, that doesn't necessarily give you a time because like if you go to like hipster bars or restaurants and stuff nowadays they'll have those arcade games. Like there's always been that genre of like having pinball games or old school arcade games as a uh, like as kitsch. Yeah, but in the real world it was all about being cutting edge. Was it? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they weren't about kitsch. Oh, know, true. They true, weren't true, about true. retro, you know. So yeah. back then, what what would they be playing video games on an Atari Twenty Six Hundred? That yeah, that would be pretty lame. No, they were playing <laughs> Sega Genesis. That got a lot. Oh. Of, they, they got a lot of name checking in this movie. That's right. Must have been a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Play some Sega. I believe I was invited to play Sega. <laughs> <laughs> hey, son, how about that Sega? <laughs> There's a lot of Sega time. Oh, and there was a lot of cool slang in this movie. Like, like wigging out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Major wiggage. Uh, he's a real bitch magnet. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Uh, yeah, I, lots of, I wouldn't call any of it slang of the time, though. I, I don't ever remember, even after watching this movie, using the term uh, bitch bed. <laughs> I've never heard that, too. It's, know, it's just a testament to good movie writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's so many classic lines. Well, okay, this was definitely not a line of the era, but the line, supersize my balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just about fell off my chair. Oh, yeah, that was that was like a giant, like, turn-to-camera wink line. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> supersize my balls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, uh, okay. So speaking of lines, I think I I've, I might have even mentioned in a previous podcast. This movie has my all-time favorite line from any movie ever. Okay. Which what is, is well, well, well. Check who's back from spring break, looking all fine and shit. <laughs> best line, best delivery, any movie <laughs> of all time. All right. Yes. Paul Walker. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you've you've used this line before, and I've just looked at you with a blank look. <laughs> <laughs> and, like I told you, and you're like, "What? I don't get why that's so great." You might still not get why it's so great, but <laughs> right. So Paul I Walker. I the other lines from this movie that I liked that were iconic. I did not. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just gonna say Paul Walker was. Oh, so hateable in this movie. Because, again, Paul Walker was in a ton of movies I didn't watch, uh, like The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, like not uh, eight of them before he died or something, <laughs> seven. Right, yeah. So I'm not, again, this is like um, Heath Ledger. I'm, I'm seeing these actors for the first time. Right. Yeah, I, will, I have never seen and that plan to never see a single Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> And luckily, it's totally out of the scope of our podcast. So oh yeah, you're, you're safe. I can't even I can't even <laughs> quasi legitimately bring it into the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think of what else he was in that's not this or Fast and hmm. Furious. Was he? I feel I was like Varsity Blues. I was like, no, that wasn't him. That was Dawson from Dawson's Creek. I cannot, I seriously, I cannot think of another movie he was in. My brain is just all sorts of non-functional things. I'm going to try and find it while we're, while we're talking. Oh, 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 I wrote, <laughs> I wrote down another line uh, from the movie that, again, was not part of the culture, but it's such a great line in this movie when Taylor says, she's angry and says, jump up my ass. Jump up my ass. I know that is a great. I'm um, speaking of ass jumping. When uh, Brock Hudson does his his karaoke of the Rick James song. Yeah. Uh, oh. oh, what else? There's I, great lines. I should have. Oh my god, my brain. My. I told you before we started recording today. I was like, my attention span is not feeling very good today, and this is case in point. I cannot remember. <laughs> Shows, show, I was like, I have this movie memorized, so I don't need to take notes, and now I can't remember anything. Well, obviously, obviously, one of the classic lines when it is revealed that there was a bet to make her prom queen was that, right. am I a bet? Am I a bet? Am I a fucking bet? Also <laughs> classic. All right. Let's see. Oh, 
they reference Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah. And somebody says, chill, Tony Robbins. Yeah, she's like, 18, you're old enough to make your own decisions, or something like that. <laughs> the movie is Fast and Furious. Okay, he was in... At least seven Fast and Furious movies. Let's see. Into the Blue. I think that was a surfing. Oh, that was a surfing. Oh. Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba, of yes. Oh, he was in Varsity Blues. Okay, yes. I was not making that up. All right. Okay. Because I know Into the Blue, but. <laughs> of course you would. Yes. <laughs> Meet the Deedles. I vaguely remember that. Whoa. That's not the, the stripper. Oh, Pawn Shop Chronicle. It must have had it several times. Oh, weird. But, oh, Bottoms Up starring... Is that Paris Hilton? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, we might need to... This is... Okay. <laughs> this is going to be our next Private Valentine Blonde Avengers. We're going to find <laughs> Bottoms Up starring Paris Hilton. I accept this. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wait, let's see. This is great audio content. <laughs> Paris Hilton. Okay, well, uh, there's another character that uh, that we've seen in another movie. The Shermanator was back. Yes, I told you, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's I, back as yet... he's back as Pubes Boy. Oh God, we have yet to watch where he is the Shermanator in American Pie. <laughs> you only oh crap, because he wasn't the Shermanator in the movie we saw. He was just the weird kid who stole yeah. everything. Yeah, it was a kid, uh, can't hurt the uh, the I can't even remember, but Jennifer he was Montuera. so funny. Oh, okay, okay. Was it that, that Oh my God, they've all blurred <laughs> They have. Yeah. But he he was great. Like For me, he stole the movie by stealing everything that he could get his hands <laughs> <Exactly>. on. <laughs> Because <laughs> that, that would that burned into my brain. So he was back as Pubes Boy, and then, oh god, uh, that's so gross. <laughs> I mean, classic scene, classic. Yeah, scene. exactly. So gross. Yeah. Who were it? <laughs> uh, oh, there were other weird things. Oh, Frosted Tips did uh, make oh, one come so... back. Well, the, the extreme Frosted Tip. Oh, the dance oh, scene oh. With the spikes. Dark, dark roots, and then the like. Oh, it, it was, was like only all like... over spiky point bleach <laughs> hair. Oh my god! Yeah, the fashion. I mean, it goes to the thing. <laughs> the fashion in this movie is deeply nineties. Like so much frosted eyeshadow, right? <laughs> brown and gold lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like some of those things are inching back. Like the, like the, like the. Purple frosty uh, eyeshadow is slowly making come back. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, like oh yeah, the, the, one of the friends, one of Taylor's friends, the popular girls. Every single shirt she had just had like a tie in the back, like a bathing suit or a bandana. <laughs> like she had no backs on any of her shirts. That's right. I remember. Yeah, you pointed that out, and and it was like, yeah, everything's that. Yeah, or like everything was or, like the weird yeah. wrong length. Like everything was kind of a weird cropped length. Um, but she was still one of the cool ones. So oh, yeah. That was, no, that was, that was in. That was yeah. so in. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm. man. Oh, he drove a Jeep. He drove a Jeep. I told you guys. <laughs> oh, I, I, totally, I totally missed that point. But yeah. <laughs> Jeep. Every movie has to have a Jeep. Yeah, a Jeep or an amp. 
Corvo. <laughs> so we didn't get the amp, but we got a Jeep. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm really oh, there was a... talking, not taking enough notes. You know? <laughs> well, there was a, a, a Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman reference. Yes. Was Pretty Woman <laughs> in the 90s or was it late 80s? Oh, I feel like this hard... is another, another <laughs> some more great audio content of me looking that up. No. <laughs> no. I'm not sure. I think it was probably 91, like 90, That sounds about right for yeah. Julia Roberts' peak. Uh, era. Yeah, yeah. Again, another movie I avoided. Uh, pretty, I've seen Pretty Woman, but it's not like one of my all-time faves. Hmm. I'd say Runaway Bride is probably uh, the Julia Roberts rom-com. It's one that I've seen the most. That's the other one she's in with Richard here, where she's not uh, a prostitute. She's like a, she works on her her family's horse ranch or something. Um. Yeah, you gotta leave me, Andrew. I got no notes. Oh, okay. At at the very beginning of the movie, when Lainey has got food for her brother for breakfast, and she says, I'm gonna spit in your juice to her brother. Yeah. (laughs) That's now a crime. I I don't think it is if it's your sibling. (laughs) Guaranteed that's still happening, broadly. But as he opened the door, she actually had like a loogie oh, two no, inches no, out of her goodness. mouth. So oh, that's so good. That's grosser than the cubes. That's grosser <laughs> than eating the cubes. But that certainly was uh, a thing of these 90s movies. Like, the gross outs? Uh, gross outs and having the loogie come out of oh, the mouth, almost saying, touching a person. Stop saying it. I'm taking my headphones so I can't hear you say it. Oh. <laughs> so gross. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, this movie had a lot of PDA. There was something where both of us were just like, ah. <laughs> was that when the brother was miming the PDA? <laughs> oh, uh, that, that was all. Yeah, that was weird. But, or, but like, he, he was just being Brock, a little brother. That's true. Everything with Brock Hudson and Taylor was like really disgusting, like by design. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They were just like over the top, like gross people yeah horrible people <laughs> well brock was so self-absorbed he oh was God. actually less style. gross oh God, his style. Like, like, <laughs> he's so shiny his pants yeah are so shiny. yeah his and those so those puka sunglasses oh, and the puka round shells round, yeah the yeah yeah sunglasses. Oh, yeah oh. it was actually taylor was the gross one oh, uh, <laughs> Then making a point of it in this movie, or maybe I just missed the part, or maybe this is like a Mandela effect where he had a tattoo of himself. Am I making that up, or did, did that happen? <laughs> well, he had like they both got the tattoos. She got the heart, and yeah. he got. Was that supposed to be a picture of himself? It must. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm. Yeah, that that, that would make sense. Okay. Oh my goodness. Oh no 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 yeah he he was getting the tattoo and wincing. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. In yes. that flashback scene when they're they're at spring break. Also in the Woker joke, betting on a female turning her into the the prom queen. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, so like that's... the complete object- objectification of women, like at the beginning. But like I like I said, like similar to other movies, I'm looking past that because this is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> when they're like, how about her? Uh, yeah, he's like. 
like body odor, weird boobs, I can handle. <laughs> <laughs> Scary and in inaccessible is another thing where it's like the hottest girl but with glasses on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And overalls, <laughs> like pink covered overalls. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Here's here's something that yeah. I thought was a little problematic when he comes to pick her up for the party and you know she's like I'm not going to the party and he yeah. brings a the soccer team to do the cleaning that yeah. she says she has to do uh, brings his sister to do st like styling yeah. and he shows up with a dress for her to wear yeah. Now, 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 would you not be a little concerned if a date shows up to your place bringing a dress and say, wear this, I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> um, how do I do this? So the, the, the connection I made watching it this time that kind of like made it less weird, like you said, that could be kind of weird, but I was like, it was probably his sister's dress. So it's not like he mm. picked like, that's probably where it came from because it's not like he went shopping and was like, yeah, like it puts that's, the lotion that's on true. the skin, it puts the lotion <laughs> in the basket. Like, I was like, oh, like he didn't just have this dress lying around that he like puts on people before he murders them or something. Like it was probably the sister's dress. Okay, that's reasonable. I'm also playing it up because it certainly doesn't come across like <laughs> serial killer vibes. No, no, but, no. But, but like, in real life, in real life, that is serial killer vibes. <laughs> no, it depends how nice the dress was and how expensive it was. <laughs> if it had clearly been worn by somebody else, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Well, I put the tags on it. All good. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> No, I'm talking in real life. No, like the, I'm the, also the scenario. talking in real life. Wow. <laughs> Turn down free clothes. <laughs> but then I think okay. the thing would be okay. like, at least for me, the concern would be like things fitting. Like even when I've had like girlfriends buy me like a sweater or something for Christmas or like a, like a novelty t-shirt, I'm like, girl, you think I'm a medium? <laughs> That's kind right. of you. Yeah, how did he pick the right size? Yeah, yeah. well, just yeah. the tiniest size because it's movie world. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because everyone's, everyone's one, a size two. <laughs> one of two sizes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, the mm. fact that, like, the sister came with him, it was presumptuous, but it wasn't creepy. It's okay. my take. It's my take. <laughs> Yeah, it really, yeah, it did not read as creepy. Because also, uh, also by that time, you could already tell that he was starting to worm to her. Like, that wasn't the first thing he did. Like, because he went to her weird, so that was the first thing when he goes to her work and was like, hey, I want to hang out with you. And she's all, like, super suspicious at right mm. where she should be. <laughs> and then, so her friend, Jesse, is like, oh, go see her art show tonight. <laughs> Right. So, like, he goes along to her super weird art show. Yeah. <laughs> with the with the paint and all the garbage, but then she <laughs> she not to be sort of made a fool of, kind of throws it back at him and makes him go do a bit like a performance at this weird art theater where he does a hacky sack. <laughs> the hacky word. sack spoken word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I made a note about uh, the the fact that this his spoken word is so spot on it's a bit mocking of real spoken word <laughs> <laughs> true but it's all yeah but all the pressure his dad's putting on his 
to college while he like does a happy sack. But like that sort of all shows that he's he seems very genuine in his Yeah. Like yeah, that, like he... almost immediately like when he watches her perform, he's like, Oh, this is an interesting person that I'm curious to get to know. Like it's not at the end he comes around and really likes her. I think he starts liking her at the very beginning. And it's like and then I, it takes I Paul say so too. turning on him for him to like be overt about it, you know? Yeah, because I made a note that uh, Zach falls for Lainey quite early yeah. on in the process. He, even, he's not really putting on moves when he talks about her eyes. Yeah. Like, he's not, yeah, like he's saying it like he means it when he says it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, of course, of course she doesn't believe it at that point. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, she doesn't believe him till the end, really. But, but yeah, and I was I was impressed that the the crowd at the performance art clapped at the end of a performance, as opposed to like, I'm surprised that the, the they didn't have them like snapping their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't slam poetry. It wasn't so I married an axe murderer. <laughs> yeah, but you know those movie writers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like they clapped because, but like they kind of half-assed clapped. But at the same time, I was like, it would have been almost funnier if they fully clapped and were like, oh my god, he's also a genius. Because <laughs> like in a very like artsy, like oh everyone's accepted here, everybody is like smart and genius. They were kind of like slow clapping him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just noticing here in my notes how uh, Paul Walker, uh, I, I, I'm slamming him and every time I've, I've written anything about Paul Walker, I hated his character so hard. Oh, he's <laughs> such an ass. But now I'm going to pivot to boys okay. because Paul Walker oh, okay, is like okay, okay. the Wait. hardest man I've ever seen. <laughs> no word of a lie. <laughs> like he's awful in this movie, but he's so hot. Like, I want to cry. <laughs> Jessica, he no. was a date rapey in this movie. No, and you still was... wanted... Uh... Okay, take his character out of it. 1999 Paul Walker. Oh my god. So hot. <laughs> okay. Ridiculously, ridiculously hot. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay. I mean, uh, also, but also Freddie Prince Jr. So cute. So, like, so um, Zach is Freddie Prince Jr., right? Yes. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. He, he was pretty cool because he wasn't, he was a rich kid, but he wasn't nearly as much of a dick as most rich kids are in all of the other movies. Yeah, I think, I'm trying to think, I wonder if maybe similar to She's the Man, that... He was like the class president and like the best athlete at school, and he was a soccer player and not a football player. I'm wondering mm. if that's because like it's really expensive to film football scenes in movies, and also <laughs> like I guess partially too, like they, their faces and stuff would be covered. So if you have a star, you don't want to cover their face or whatever. But also mm. like if you want to show them doing the sport. Soccer is probably the easiest one. I, I shouldn't say like it's easy to fake, but compared to basketball, where it's like you actually have to make a basket to make it look like you know what you're doing, <laughs> or football, which is a very physical sport, 
Right, right, and a lot of gear. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Because so often you think, okay. oh, it's like the quarterback of the football team. Um, or maybe you wouldn't believe that like the football player was really smart or something. I don't know. Because he also had like the best, <laughs> the fourth highest GPA in their class. Yeah, that that's right. To, like every single Ivy League school. <laughs> and yeah, he of course he has daddy issues, and uh, then then he has a blow up with his dad. And you, you realize, oh, maybe the dad's not a dick. Because the dad certainly seems like he's the dick-rich dad at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, pushing his son to do this and that. To go to Dartmouth. But, yeah, and, and he's whining on about this. And then when they have that little blow-up between the two of them, you know, the father is actually pretty reasonable. Uh, it seems like he's actually a decent guy. Yeah, because he's like, I wouldn't have pushed you if I didn't think this is what you also wanted kind of thing. Right, right. So that was kind of interesting. Any other cute boys in the movie? Mm. Asher? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, <laughs> fair. I mean, like, uh, on, on, the sli- on the scale of Paul Walker... It was hard to see anyone else, mm. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> oh my god! In, so I, for need, me, I, decided, I, I need a moment to just think about it again. Paul Watkins, movies. so beautiful. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. All right. Oh. I have yeah. <laughs> I know, oh god, damn it! Now I'm gonna have to go watch the Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> A friend of mine was texting me like last week that she was starting watching the Fast and Furious movies. I was like, oh my god, I have no desire to see them. And she was like watching them, and because <laughs> she's a lot younger than me, so she probably like when this movie came out, for example, she would have been like seven years old or six years old or something. Mm. So she wouldn't have appreciated Paul Walker in his time, like I right. did. But she was like, oh my god, Paul Walker's so hot. I was like, I know, right? And then we both got real sad because. R.I.P. Paul Walker. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm going to say that I had three Mila Kunis's. Okay. Fair. Okay. <laughs> so, what one, ser- one serious, two is kind of a joke. Okay. Uh, the first one is Lainey. Uh, well, she's, she looks very much like Mila Kunis. She has, like, similar... She's tiny yeah, and elfin. <laughs> right, because, like I mentioned to while we are watching the movie there, that there's one scene the way her hair is done she kind of looks like julia roberts like yeah, a young julia yeah. roberts she even looks like a young tina fey you could say um oh, yeah I yeah it. like to she's, me she's like the poor man's natalie portman but for me because i hate yeah, natalie portman, even <laughs> rachel a cook is like the like natalie portman is the poor man's rachel a cook you got me because i loved her in the 90s Oh, but I, I liked her because, you know, she was nerdy, but she was tough. I mean, she wasn't she was a pushover nerdy. nerd. She was the, the yeah. hot girl that had glasses, and then she takes off her glasses, and she's hot. That's the whole point of the movie. <laughs> uh, oh, sure. <laughs> but she also, she got revenge. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. And, and that was very different than other kind of nerd girl characters we've seen in other movies, where she totally gets revenge like the uh, the girl who's throwing up in the bathroom putting clown makeup on her yeah the, the art bitch the Cleo, yeah, yeah. Cleo Duvall who was also in Can't Hardly Wait because all of these <laughs> they were all all the team 
Yeah, right. I, I, yeah, also when she's working at the falafel place and Paul Walker comes in to ask her to prom or something, mm. she, he's like, is that a no? She's like, that's a hell no. I'm like, yeah, girl. <laughs> but then at the same time, I'm like, girl, it's Paul Walker, what are you doing? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was pretty spicy. And, and and the fact that she got revenge, I thought that was pretty cool. The other two are background or extras. And uh, it's the, the the girl, oh, where is it? Okay, hang on. Oh. Oh, you're scrolling through <laughs> the film? I should have the film available. No, 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 I'm not scrolling through the oh, film. Okay. I, I, I was like, where did I put in my notes here? Okay. Uh, okay. The girl in the cafeteria with the serious eye makeup during the pew beating scene. <laughs> Because <laughs> that that makeup was so, of, so over the top, so frosty. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was she was a Mila Kunis, and also the face on the girl behind Zach at commencement when he gets up <laughs> naked. Yeah, uh, that her her expression, her her expressions were the best. All the times <laughs> I've seen this movie, I've never ever noticed that. And then you turn back, you're like, oh. Face. I was like, yes. Because she's, she's like, like shocked and loving it. Yeah, she's like shocked <laughs> and then she's like, nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yeah. Now that, that I, I, I dig that. That, that, that's cool. <laughs> so random. Yep. Exactly. So random. But that's 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 really it. There were. Uh, there were no Maya Rudolphs for me in this movie. There was uh, no adult women in this movie. Like, there's no moms. Well, the, no. Um, Zach's mom. We met Zach's mom. Did we? Yeah. In the first scene when they have just came back and the sister oh, runs out yes, of the house. Yes, 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 yes. So we meet the mom. But yeah, it's... it's. Uh, well, she, she's just like an act. She's there for five seconds. She's not Exactly, like a, yeah. She's not a cool mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, at the the prom, there's the the, the teacher oh, uh, who does who does the talking. Older. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the <laughs> only other adult female that I remember in this movie. Yeah, good point. Yeah, everything they, they everything is never. centered on the. Oh, teens. oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, you mean the the art teacher? No, not even the art teacher. Oh, the one that was giving the the crown. The, the crown. Crowns? The okay. crown. And I she. Forgot, yeah, there's the art teacher in this movie. I forgot about. Oh her. yeah, so yeah, she's yeah. She's the really only adult woman in this movie. The art mm -hmm. teacher with lines. <laughs> that right, right. Yeah, she has a, a serious part because she actually goes out of her way to help Lainey get into a good uh, art school. Yes, but other than art art class, they're never in class in this movie. They're never in class. There's no teachers. There's no like crusty old dean. Right. Wow. That's wild. Because who, who? No. Because there's they, no Tim Meadows as a cool principal. Who? Wait. No. Who? Who was announcing the the prom king and prom queen? It was. It would have been. Well, I guess the principal. I guess the principal and one of the teachers, like the the yeah. woman who kisses uh, Zach. Um, but but she's just kind of a random. Oh yeah, she could uh, she faculty, I, or she yeah, or like the the receptionist or the secretary or something. It could be, yeah, yeah. You don't know. But yeah, there's no principal like that's, that's and I was like a foil to anyone. 
disappointing. I, I was so annoyed too. It was like when the, the teacher or principal is talking, it's like, why is his mic so low? Why does he have to bend <laughs> over to talk into the mic? Because ah. it's on that little table. Yeah, exactly, but that that mic, it, it could have reached up. They they could have extended it. it drove me crazy. <laughs> that was just ah. It was the nineties, Andrew. They didn't have the technology. Yeah, uh, that's weird. There's so few adults. There was Mitch. <laughs> which which one was Mitch? Mitch was the uh, performance art, the underwear guy doing the art, like inside that like womb with the oh, two little right. people that were painted silver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my soul Mitch. is an island. My car is a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Mitch, but Mitch is Alexis Arquette before she transitioned into being a woman. Like the oh. the sister or brother now sister of David Arquette and Patricia Arquette, who I think passed oh. away. But yeah, that, so that was who that was. So there's a lot of. Oh, okay, I, that's all totally news to me. No, I, I know about the dad. Arquette family. What is what is the actor's name who plays oh. Amy's dad? Because oh. he's a that guy from I want, movies. Like, he's not Kevin Spacey, but I want to say Kevin Spacey. <laughs> no, he is definitely, no. no, he's definitely not Kevin Spacey. Kevin Holler? Yeah. He's a that guy, a big that guy, though. Oh, definitely. And and he was pretty good in the movie. Oh my God. Not, <laughs> not too much, not too little. The scene when he's watching Jeopardy and getting all the answers Every wrong. answer is wrong. Oh, I love it so much. It's like, oh, the, but the best show, scene. Like Washington and Lincoln, and someone else, who is the other fourth president on Mount Rushmore, who is President Rushmore. <laughs> he gets everything wrong and then when the soccer team is in cleaning up there's a jeopardy question he says a wrong answer and then one of the teenagers says what the real answer is and then and then the real answer is said and he freaks out it's like who are you people i don't like, even know that they're there i know it's so weird The family resemblance is, is totally there. Yeah. Yeah, he's annoying little brother, but he's not the worst little brother. Yeah, because he's not super annoying. Like, he's really protective of Lady, too, right? And she of him. That's true. Right? Yeah. Because, like, they didn't have their mom or whatever. So she was kind of his mom, basically. Because mm. that's sort of what she says. She's like, she, I have to look after Simon and take care of Simon because, like, the dad works so much and stuff. And so that was why in the, the pube scene in the lunchroom when he's getting bullied by the Shermanator and the, the other guy who's wearing a shirt with a gun on it that said, kill all the artists. Yeah. Which was alarming. Um, this is pre, pre Columbine? Yeah. Just barely. Was it? 1999? Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah, why she 
But like just when she's about to go protect him, that's when Zach comes in and is like, stop messing with Simon. And he like, you know, makes the bullies eat the pubes and puts them in their place. Because he's like, think of that next time you bully my friend Simon. So that's when she, that's when she, I think, falls for him. Finally. Right, right. And that's before she finds out that like she was a vet, etc. That's what I think. Like it definitely shows them making this connection. This genuine connection, or maybe they're just they have really good chemistry as actors. Before I yeah, I'd have to agree. The, the, the it's really well acted between the two. <laughs> there 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 aren't really clunky scenes, even with all of the potential for clunky scenes on the beach and at the party. No, every, everything kind of makes sense and it, it, it flowed. Well, also given that like half the dialogue in this movie was obviously ADR, like the, the audio was <laughs> so bad. Like every single line of Taylor's, you could tell was ADR. Cause like the lips just didn't match. And there was a lot of other scenes too. So I'm wondering like, I don't know, did they even not even use her real voice, that actress I wonder? I could not. Be oh, that would be weird. <laughs> it's really hot in my apartment. <laughs> I can't be bothered to make any more effort. All right, I feel like we're missing okay. like a really important point of discussion about this movie. But like I said, oh right. Well, we haven't talked about the hygiene squad. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But she's nominated for prom queen, and then all of the like the the clubs that are endorsing her. Yeah, weirdest clubs ever in a school. Yeah. The hygiene squad. The oppressed prisoners club. That was the other one that jumped out of me. I was like, I was like, my, I don't think my high school had clubs. My university sort of did, but I don't think anybody actually joined them. Like there was like a Pepsi club, like for people that wanted, because I think on campus, like they only had Coke products and these people wanted Pepsi. Or vice versa, I can't remember. I think it's probably vice versa. But oh. I remember that existing. There was probably like various foreign language clubs, but yeah, not, I don't not, yeah. no press prisoners club, <laughs> hot, <laughs> high, hygiene squad. Like what? What gross. does that even mean? I, I, I don't, I'm sure it's gross though. It feels gross. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm thinking back to my high school years. And I mean, there was a, you know, various band things. There weren't a lot of club, uh, cl there were a couple of clubs, I guess. Well, I mean, there was uh, like that... yearbook and yeah, band. Oh, yearbook, of course. Yeah. And then there would be like the, the lighting squad, which they did all the tech stuff for the the drama club. Oh yeah, you know, there like was none of that doing the doing school, the audio my school never lights put on plays or yeah, there was never school play. I think kids that oh. wanted to be in plays had to like go do it at another school. There was one club that I remember in my high school. I I shit you not, it was called the Don Ho Flat Earth Society. Oh no. <laughs> and it was just really a splinter group from the theater kids. <laughs> Don, okay, Don Ho, I know this name, like... Don Ho did Tiny Bubbles. Okay, yes. Uh, he was like and a play, and ukulele. Played the ukulele and it had a hit song with Tiny Bubbles. And Was he a uh, flat earther? Was that... <laughs> 
No, I no don't think so. Whatsoever. There's okay. no connection whatsoever. I think they would just like order pizzas because pizzas are flat. <laughs> oh, now I want pizza. My whole house, because I have no windows open right now, like smells is of, an like, oven. Well, yeah, it is an oven. It's super hot and it like has this nice, like funky chili smell because I put a can of beer in my chili because that's what the recipe called for. So now it just kind of smells like between that and the onions and like the cumin, it just smells like a giant fart in my whole apartment. <laughs> and I really would like to open the windows. Okay, so just before we get to the end, Andrew, I probably I, I should have asked you this up front. What did you think of this movie? And and be kind, remember, it is still one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> Well, I don't even have to be kind. This was a great movie. Yes. This is this yes. is definitely. Uh, <laughs> you're clapping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was definitely the best movie that we have seen so far. I think. More so than Clueless. Oh, okay. That's that's tough. Um, I think uh, it was... I, I, it, it's hard to compare the two. True. I mean, Clueless yeah. was a bit more polished than this one. Mm, maybe, but I like, I, I like thought this as was a, as a production. I think because this one, like I said, it's got a lot of the bad ADR audio. <laughs> yeah, but no, I I thought this movie was great. I can definitely overlook the 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 ninety stuff and things that aren't so cool. There weren't a lot of things that ruined this movie. This Agreed. movie actually. Uh, I think has held up far better than just about everything else we've seen. Because there were things in there were things in Clueless that we were just like, ooh, cringe. True. But this th this didn't have nearly as much. Yeah. Well, there was no there was no gay shaming in this movie. It's definitely of the era, '90s, but it isn't so cliche like other ones where you go you it's 90s but it's cringeworthy 90s yeah no i thought this movie it it holds up well and it was it was pretty good yeah like you could remake it with different outfits and it would still work yeah no no i love the movie absolutely love this movie <laughs> excellent <laughs> excellent i'll remember that for like next time when we have to watch an absolute stinker <laughs> the <Yeah>. end <laughs> okay so thanks for listening and you can find us on instagram at swimcast s-w-y-m-c-a-s-t and you can find us on twitter although to be honest i care more about instagram <laughs> i'm barely doing anything for twitter i, I feel like i feel like we get more traffic on the twitter Ah, uh, it's so hateful, though. <laughs> well, there's there's like niches. Mm. Well, and we have a I Gmail mean, if, mean, you wanna, if you want to if you want to email us. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying that the only people that follow us on either are people that we know, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but I think on Twitter it's easier to repost than it is on Instagram, like to retweet. True. Something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, whatever. We're still in both places. You could email us if you feel so inclined at swimcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it. Yeah. There's nothing else. All right. Yeah. So hopefully hopefully this audio file survives the, uh, the transfer to the cloud. Yes. 
And then, yeah, and then if it Ho works, then... Hopefully I can, hopefully this can get synced up properly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do look forward to once again making your uh, acquaintance in person and doing a joint record, but I also... Yes, it's been a horribly long time. ...being in my pajamas in my own house, so... I like that, <laughs> I like that we have the option in future. Yes, yeah, and it will... Uh, Make it easier to do drunk episodes too, because you yeah. don't have to come over. I don't, yeah, I don't have to drive home after. Yeah, last <laughs> and then we don't have to make Caroline my designated driver. So. <laughs> Although I think Caroline's just uh, mildly amused. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alrighty. All right, well, I'll, okay. that's it. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. Hi there, Stramonix here. Thanks for being hardcore and still listening this far into the podcast. This episode's feature song is one of the background songs I've created called Home Run. After that, there will be outtakes. There will be more episodes of Swimcast in the future, and they won't be months apart. Promise.
Well, now we're on Spotify. That's Apple right. Podcasts. Um, and SoundCloud. And the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for bringing up the internet. People would have never known to look on the internet. <laughs> Jessica, uh, tell me about the movie we're going to see today. What is what is the title of the movie? Does my name like give some sort of like distinct waveform on the recording? Because you seem to restart everything with my name very loud. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I was. Doing that. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Let's. Okay, we're gonna start this again. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, whenever sorry. I start a. Yeah. A segment, I come in loud, I guess. Yeah. Like, go back to normal. Yeah, but always okay. my name. Jessica. I feel like I'm in trouble. Jessica! <laughs> Jessica Francis! What are you doing? Um, that, that, that'll be in the blooper reel. Okay. Okay, um, so we'll start this again. Okay. Swimcast is brought to you by ABC, the Anunnaki Broadcast Corporation, and heard on Nibiru Networks across the Tri-Galaxy region. Nibiru Networks, holograms so real you can touch them. Like, oh my god.